Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Today is 7-11. Does that mean it's officially like Slurpee Day? If you go, if if you go to 7-11 on 7-11. Yep, Michael said he thinks so. I think it's Slurpee Day, you guys. I think you can get like a free Slurpee or like a Slurpee for a dollar. Go to your nearest 7-Eleven uh, and find out. Uh, but at today's episode 264 of Elijah Fire. Very exciting episode today. Like I said, yesterday's was lit, as the kids say. Today's is going to be lit as well. Dovetailed together, totally by accident not by accident actually by the holy spirit but it's always a surprise when we see him kind of weave together themes and stuff throughout the week because we don't we're not writing other guests and being like hey this is what so-and-so is going to be talking about what you got uh it's always uh led by the spirit because that's what we do around here and so um yeah super cool to see how yesterday's episode is dovetailing today it's gonna be a great great part two sort of uh of yesterday's episode so um like follow subscribe all that good stuff uh, also if you guys are listening on spotify make sure to follow the elijah fire podcast on spotify that'll really help us out and then also if you're listening on the app or whatever podcast app, apple podcast or whatever make sure to rate elijah fire podcast give us your honest review thank you in advance that'll really help us out uh, also guys we're going to do something a little bit different with the wealth promo i always do something on tuesdays and thursdays as many of you have probably caught on um but we had Mike and Lori Sally on Elijah's streams earlier today. So if any of you guys saw that, this would be a nice revisit. Some of you did not. Um, but they are the founders of Show Mercy International, who we have partnered with uh, to dig all these wells starting in Uganda. But we've moved beyond, as many of you know. So they did a great kind of small presentation on all these amazing efforts that actually have been made possible because of your guys's donations to this very ministry. So uh, I'm going to open it up. We got a couple of slides here. So this is in Zimbabwe. These first two are in Zimbabwe. Um, so uh, this one's like a solar tank. So it's got like solar panels on it and all that good stuff. But what's cool about this location, you guys, is that for over a year, this community has been praying sometimes nonstop or they have been praying nonstop, but they've been doing like overnight prayer vigils for clean water in their community. So this is an answer to prayer. You guys, like, I was just like, man. And you know, it's like, obviously you guys believe in this ministry, um, Elijah streams, Elijah fire. Um, but the fact that even you believing in investing in this ministry, that money is also going towards this. And so it's answering prayers of these people that like, it's just crazy. I, I Even though I know this, it's crazy to see like, man, like how often I take my clean water for, for granted. Like I just went to my tap and filled up water in my water bottle right here, you know, and it just, nothing. I don't have to worry about waterborne illness. And I'm always reminded of that um whenever i see stuff like this um and so the fact that this community specifically in zimbabwe has been praying nonstop for clean water and now that prayer has been answered because of your guys's donations it just blows my mind um and they're also going to be doing another one on this property soon 
I don't know how soon, but soon. Uh, so that's also really cool. So um, this one right here is in Amazonas, Amazonas, Brazil, whatever, deep in the Amazon jungle. So it's you, you have to ride this boat here. You have to ride 16 hours and you have to go 16 hours inland. Um, and so they have to, there's no electricity. So they have to bring all of their own equipment, generators, everything to make sure that this is done. They hire, bring in missionary groups to help them with this. Kind of cool that these two guys are carrying two separate pipes, but it actually looks like a cross. That was kind of cool. I was like, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So uh, I think, oh yeah, there's one more picture of this one. Yeah. So this is them, like the, all their lights set up um, at night, obviously. Um, but yeah, amazing work. This community was really, really excited um, to get clean water like this. Uh, Mike, it was funny. Mike was saying that they don't actually have a whole lot of pictures of this, this uh, excursion because you know, the indigenous people there, or if, it, if they're not indigenous, they're just, you know, it's like a very, very, very small village in the middle of nowhere are very wary of cameras uh, just because they get weirded out by the whole picture taking thing. Um, so that's actually more common than you think with a lot of uh, tribes that aren't around civilization. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. So this is actually like a, a a snapshot from a video this is an artesian well so i found it an artesian well is a and this is in ethiopia uh, an artesian well is naturally pressurized so when you you tap it it's like boom and it's just like shoots out of the ground um and it doesn't require any like pressurization or anything so they are working on tapping this getting pipes laid in everything like that so uh very 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 cool and then this is a really cool story you guys so this is Jaja Edwards. So as you know, uh, or you may remember from previous videos, Jaja's are the elderly. And so this is Jaja Edward and he's 75. And what's cool about this is that uh, when he found out that Elijah Streams was going to be coming in and putting a well in his area, he knew that he was supposed to give part of his land so that they could dig a well on his property to help his community. And um, it's just amazing. Uh, so this guy right here, he gave up a portion of his land so that Elijah Streams could dig a well for his community. Um, and God bless him for it. You know, it's just an amazing thing. So guys, all of this stuff has been made possible because of your donations. Even if you gave five bucks to Elijah Fire um, at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Uh, a portion of that went towards these efforts. And that may seem small to you, but that's not, God doesn't look at that as a small thing. Um, and man, you know what I'm curious about is when we get up to heaven, God's going to be like, hey, remember that thing that you didn't think was important or those 3,000 things that you did that you didn't think were important? Check this out. And then shows us like the ripple effect of that, that that one small thing gave way to massive, massive things. Uh, and God was able to do a lot with a small yes from us. Um, cause sometimes it does feel like that, doesn't it? Like small. Yes. Like my yes seems very minuscule and small. Um, and, uh, man, God's amazing. He can do so much. So, um, today we're going to be continuing the conversation we titled it stuck quote unquote in a season of waiting. 
um, because it, you're not actually stuck. It may feel like that. And the enemy definitely wants us to feel like we are stuck, um, but we're not. So it's going to be a really, really, really great conversation. I've been very much looking forward to this week, just in general, every episode this week. So um, my guest today to help me converse on this subject, two amazing ladies who you guys know and love. Uh, many of you got to meet one of them on the Israel tour. If you guys were on the Israel tour, Jillian, I know you were there. Jillian in the comments, I met her. Totally did took me like a couple of seconds to register that it was her. Because uh, <laughs> I just didn't think to meet anybody from Elijah Fire on the Israel tour. But there you have it. It was really funny. Um, but anyways, uh, both of them are prophetic voices. Very, very on fire godly women they also are the co-leaders of rise and set ministries let's give it up for my guests today the amazing women shannon dombrowski and abby duplaga <laughs> shannon and abby hello hey. look who it is <laughs> i can't help but smile jeff i know yeah I'm about the wells oh wow oh, that's cool amazing just sitting backstage like yeah this i mean blown away my heart was just jumping my chest yeah well and i think too the other thing with like that jaja edward the last two slides is you know mike and Lori. they were pointing out that a lot of people in these communities once you get to a certain age, there's not, you know, you start to get more frail. You can't do a lot of manual labor. You, your value starts to be perceived as lower. And the fact that his efforts, when someone would say his ship is sailed, mm. there's no more use for him. He's just kind of going to be like grow older and just do nothing. Um, but he's the one that made it possible for his community to get water clean water and also as a result once that happens your focus begins to shift to actually being able to build your communities and so he played a very pivotal role in that so it's it's amazing love it and it's like it doesn't matter how old you think you are right always purpose god mm -hmm. has you alive because there's purpose in what you're uh -huh. doing for the kingdom and that's just a perfect example of it yeah yeah for sure so okay Yes. Wait, what's that? Shannon, you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, I was like in his obedience to say yes. You know, right. like just that obedient step to say, right. you have my land. You can have this. And mm -hmm. how God will that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Love it. So, okay. Well, I wrote you guys last week. And I basically was like, hey, like, let's just freestyle but here's what i was kind of here's what god has been speaking to me and it's a lot about transition and there's a lot of people who are in transition right now and i kind of voiced how um you know there's a guy craig cooney a lot of people know who he is prophetic voice great great irish accent um <laughs> but he's he was talking about being in the hallway between two open doors you know you feel like one door it doesn't mean that you're like leaving a place of employment like uh, transition from one season to the next can happen multiple times, you know, in a relationship, it can happen multiple times in your place of employment, whatever. Um, but uh, transition nonetheless, and that you can actually be in a season between two open doors, you know? Um, and then I, you guys were like, whoa, yes to that. So I would love to hear your thoughts. 
<laughs> about the whole idea of transition yeah. when two you know when because we often look at it in a very binary way of like one door is open now it's closed but now there's a new open door there and i'll be honest for a long time um that has been my case um i think there may be some instances where i've been in like a hallway but it was very short in this case i've been in a hallway for a while what it feels like you know so yeah well you hear my sister yeah okay this is like this has been on my mind all day i think because we're so deep in bible school right now with the kiddos yep. Um, and we're, we're teaching them about Noah's Ark. Are you guys doing VBS? Yes. We're on day two. We've been teaching the classes. So, but there's something really awesome in the story of Noah that really jumped out that I had never noticed before, um, as we were writing the curriculum and it's about, you know, we know that it rained and Noah had to wait on the boat to get off of it and everything, but there's a detail about Noah getting on the boat everything's prepared all the animals on it are on it all the foods there everything's he's obeyed god and everything he said right however god doesn't just shut the door right away like he basically god's like get on the boat get everything in the boat and he's going to shut the door himself and then he's going to send the rain but he doesn't shut it you know how he makes them wait for seven days yeah so, essentially a hallway right yeah so uh -huh. like god like i don't understand like you think about noah and his feelings he's probably thinking like what we do i've done everything you've asked i'm i'm being obedient i don't understand yeah. mm -hmm. how many times have you said those phrases like i feel for a million times because i don't know what else to possibly do like it's totally out of mm -hmm. my control right and so i feel like noah had to wait because God, we were talking about this, one, wanted to show Noah, I'm in control here. Mm -hmm. Even though you've partnered with me and you were obedient and you did everything, mm -hmm. I'm in control and it's up to my timing when I shut that thing and when I move you into the next place with this flood, right? So it, it was just yet another way of showing who's in control. Like God was like, it's up to my timing, whether it's shut day one or day seven. Exactly. And then I feel like, um, in all of that, like it was a testing too of Noah's heart posture. Hmm. I feel like we wait in the hallway sometimes, but not because God can't do it right then. Sometimes he's preparing other things or places or spaces or people that are involved in our next door. And it's just not time. Some, uh -huh. It's not that he's punishing us. It's just that he sometimes I believe is just checking our heart posture. How are we going to wait? And we were talking about this before we got on and we were talking about the Israelites and how scripture talks about, they complained and they mumbled and, you know, and it kept them in a stuck place when they were in transition, they were supposed to be coming out of Egypt and into the promised land, but they got stuck in the wilderness because of their heart posture. Mm -hmm. And so there's just, I'm going to stop there, but that's, <laughs> that's where I was at with the whole Noah waiting for seven days. I'm like, Lord, yeah. I've never caught that before. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. Shannon, it, what do you got? Um, to teach us that patience. Like she's, she's saying like that heart posture. Here's what I'm thinking. If, if you put it into perspective of what we're doing, we know that the ark was being built because 
the, the bat, like those who were not a friend of God, those who were going against everything, they're, they're not allowed on this thing. So could you imagine Noah sitting there going, okay, you said you were going to shut the door and the rain was going to come. Now we got people at this door wanting to come in. I mean, right. could you imagine? These are not good people. God is wiping them off the face of the earth because they're not good. You know, they're not good. And so here he yeah. is in the bleeding, going, "Okay, now I've got to fight them off too." You know, like I just think creatively in my mind. I'm like, well, if you add creative license to it, imagine the things that were coming there too. And he's like, "When are you going to shut this door? Like, when, when are you, you going to do any it? Any day now, God. Any day." And <laughs> so. Right. And so when we're in that process of one door closing, you know, and another door opening or, um, you know, waiting on that, there are all of these things that are coming into your head, into your thoughts. There are things you're trying to fight off there, you know, a place where you're really trying to stay rooted in that promise that he's talking about. So that was just like a picture that popped into my head going, could you imagine him like, Trying to be like, no, you can't, you're not allowed in here. Like, no, mm. <laughs> you know, and trying to trust God and being like, okay, any day now, <laughs> yeah. you can that door. Well, yeah, and I do feel like when when you are in that season of waiting too, um, you know, yesterday we talked a lot about like hearing God's voice, but if again, if we're not careful, like you can, like Satan knows that you're in a season of waiting, you know, he's hearing us talking about obviously he, he, he can't read our thoughts. He can't, you know, but you know, as we're processing with people and obviously like struggling, like Satan can see that. And there are a lot of opportunities to go down dead end paths during that season of waiting. And, you know, you're in a hallway and you're like, this hallway is going to lead me to a door, but if we're not careful, we can allow Satan to lead us down this kind of low hanging fruit kind of a, a venture that ultimately leads to a dead end. And I think we've all been in situations like that. We're like, man, that thing that I thought it was going to be because it was like, and that's why we can't judge. You know, when I was younger, I used to judge, okay, when it's God, it's the loudest voice. Not always, not always. Mm -hmm. Oh man. And that had gotten me into a lot of trouble. Um, you know, in the past, um, just in terms of going down these dead end paths, you know, so that's a whole nother, you know, avenue as well of like, sometimes, sometimes there are things that like, while you're in that season of waiting, that's why it's so important, even when you don't feel like it to press in and seek the Lord, because mm -hmm. that's the only way that you're going to know, okay, is this door that's opening? Is this, is this actually the door or is this something that, you know, this is something I'm actually supposed to say no to. You know what what I think about right away? And it, this is the this is the temptation you guys that happens when you're in that waiting season is you're waiting on your Isaac promise, let's say, mm -hmm. right? And think about what happened to them when they were impatient in the waiting. Abraham and Sarah. Mm -hmm. They were they were taking it upon themselves. Like God is <laughs> you made us this promise. We know that you said this, you see us over here, but like so much time's passing, we don't understand. Mm -hmm. let, let us just take it matters into our own hands. And sometimes you feel that way. And God doesn't want you to take control, He wants you to trust. And right. when it gets harder and harder to, to trust, that's mm -hmm. when you really have to trust. You gotta push oh, through that hard place because you don't want to birth an Ishmael. You know what I'm saying? Like by going down the wrong avenue or looking to the right or the left, like stay focused when it's the hardest, keep pushing, keep trusting. And I found that the further I was away from God, the more, the louder his voice had to be to get my attention. Yeah. 
the closer I am and the more of a friend I am to God in an intimate place, it's a, it's a whisper. It's, mm-hmm. it's an, you know what I mean? It's softer because he's my friend. I'm listening. I'm mm-hmm. alert. I'm aware of his presence. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so it, sometimes it's hard though, because mm-hmm. you can pull back and maybe it'll be a quiet place. And mm-hmm. you, are you going to trust? Are you going to trust? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, like you and Shannon aren't going to be sitting there yell talking at each other when you're like, you know, if, maybe you are if you get passionate and excited, but in general, aren't going to be yell talking at each other, right? right? You're going to, you're going to adjust your volume mm-hmm. and, it, you know, especially if you are talking about something personal and there's other people around, you're going to talk even quieter so that mm-hmm. it's between the two of you, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the so, God will get quiet you know, sometimes like you are pressing in, pressing in, and you're asking the same questions over and over and over again. And I always think like, as a father, it's like, oh, sweet girl, you know, like, it's going to be okay. That's mm-hmm. kind of his heart. But then at the same time, he is quiet. And the teacher is always quiet during the test. So in that in that in between, when you do need to press in, that is that testing, are you going to keep continue to go? And it's just like, go, you know me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. And so he's just quiet during that time period. We've been through those those times as well. I'm like, I don't hear you. Like, where are you? I don't. And in that, it's so good to know his character, his nature, mm-hmm. his voice, because in that waiting, you can it, it you have the enemy coming at you because you have maybe doubt or worry or unbelief that could kick in. And it's like the more you know God's voice, the more you know your friend, the more you can follow that in the in that waiting space. Because I've learned like in those places, just seek his heart, seek who he is, because that's going to keep you strengthened to be able to stand. Hmm. Yeah. Have you guys ever had any instances where that you can think of where, you know, you had those moments of like, you were in that hallway of waiting and waiting for that door, God to open that door. And maybe there were, you know, things around you that were tempting to maybe given to maybe people around you who people who you respect and admire, maybe giving you advice and thinking that what you were doing was wrong. And you maybe were like, maybe I am wrong in this. Like, have you ever been in situations like that? But ultimately was God. You do. (laughs) I have a very specific one. And Jeff, I'm still in the hallway. Oh yeah. Me too. And it's been about, almost four years now uh-huh. um, and there there are moments i i mean mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like completely transparent there are moments i had one yesterday mm-hmm. um where i just i have to give it to god and just say i really don't like this mm-hmm. i don't like the way i feel i don't mm-hmm. like and or understand why and like, but I trust you, you know what I mean? But there, there's been so many voices, even voices very close to me who have tried to talk me out of what God has said. And it goes back to the garden. Did God really say, and I know that I know what God has shown me and I have to stay close to, to God more than anything. I have to press in so close to him to know that I, yes, this is what he said. And it, it, and it's one of those places that's the deepest desire of my heart. So it makes it even harder to be in the hallway. Yeah. 
And it's like, you, I keep hearing God saying, it's coming, it's coming, it's sooner than you think. And I'm like, God, I'm just, I had a movie yesterday. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with the sooner than you think. What do you think? What do you mean by soon? Hold on, God. What do you mean by soon? <laughs> just to find like, terms here. I got over, I, I got to this place where I, I said, I'm, because there could be a place where you're waiting, that you make what you're waiting for an idol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to get to this place where I dropped all expectations of timing, of how, even if the enemy's pushing against me saying, you're running out of time, you're running out of time. Because one of my deepest desires is to be married and have kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm 38 years old. And so even though I know God has promised this and it's going to happen, I still go to a place where the enemy tries to get in my head at times and say, you only have a few more years left before you're going to be able to give birth, you know? And I even said to her the other day, I'm like, do you really think God's going to give me biological babies? Like she didn't have to like, like just Mm -hmm. confirm and like, um, Mm -hmm. courage. And that's what happens sometimes. Like you, you know, but you have to know his voice. You have to know what he said and you can't grow weary in the waiting because it says, if you don't grow weary, you will reap, Mm -hmm. you will reap. And so, that's what's kept me going. Yeah. Man, that's real. Mm-hmm. And that's from a very deep place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like I can very much speak to the waiting. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yes to that. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I, you know, are definitely in the kind of the same boat with, you know, kids and things like that. You know, we're going through some stuff and um, you know, so I, I definitely can, can relate to that, you know, but another story comes to mind. I know I said earlier that up until now, God had done, you know, one door closed, another door is immediately open. But as I said that, I was like, actually, there've been a couple of instances. And so one that I've shared before, but it's worth revisiting every now and then, especially because there's new people here. It, um, it's just, so this was like a year after. So when my wife and I got married in 2011, we felt like we were supposed to take a year off. We were both in missions. We left missions and just took a year off to be married. Uh, side note, we found out that's actually what Israelite men would do. They were ordered to take a year off. And I was like, oh, cool. I, like, it, you know, it works. Great. Awesome. You know, uh, scripture. Um, but anyway, so when we got to our one year anniversary, I remember we went to the park and we're like, let's just seek God about what's next. Cause we heard that we we're supposed to, supposed to take a year off. And, and so we were praying, we both heard, I want you to go to Kona, Hawaii. And, and specifically to the, there's a YWAM base there that has a university and that Lauren was supposed to do an art school and I was supposed to do a film school. And we both heard that individually and we're like, I got Kona film school. And she's like, me too. And, uh, and so we were immediately like excited, but we were like, God, okay, what do you want us to do? You want us to like start raising support? You want us to start? And he's like, I want you to wait. And we're like, no problem. I'm going to wait. Like, I'm going to be like the best waiter ever. Like, <laughs> I got you. Watch. <laughs> this is how you wait on the Lord. Watch and learn. And so, you know, months went by and still we're starting to like see, you know, because we're supposed to leave in January, the very beginning of January, like January, first week of January. And, uh, and so we're like, you know, every month we're like, God, you want us to, okay, you want us to wait? No problem. You got it. You know? And so I remember it was probably a month before we were supposed to leave. And I'm, man, let me tell you, like my flesh 
wanted to not do this so bad. Like I was like, please anything, but wait, I'm going to look like an absolute nut job. Yeah. Uh, and so anyways, um, I remember it was like a month before we were supposed to leave and we had no money. Like we didn't have, you know, we got approved for our, we got accepted into our schools, paid the application fee, but like we were supposed to wait. And, and then I remember everything like that final week, uh, the month before that, that it was like a week span of like all these different things that happened. Like people, like people were voicing their, you know, criticism. They're like, this isn't God. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, cause at the time Lauren didn't have a job. And, uh, and so we're like, people ridiculing that. And like, it's just like all this crazy stuff. And that was hard. Cause these are like loved ones, people we cared about, but yeah. it, every single time I was like, maybe they're right. And then I would like, it was almost like this as I would like start to kind of walk towards taking it into my own control. It was like, the Holy spirit was like, don't you dare, you know, not we're almost there, you know? And, um, and so I remember it was like a month before and I got on my knees before the Lord and I was just like, God, please like what, what in the world? And so we were going through a Bible study at the time through Genesis and they were talking about Abraham. And it said, Abraham made it, it was like that my Lauren was reading a commentary and it said, Abraham made it impossible for him to return. When he went to this future promised land, he took everything, right? There was no reset button of like, oh, hang on, you turn, we're going back. Like, I mean, it's this giant caravan. And uh, so Lauren comes in the room and she goes, I feel like we're supposed to just step out in faith as if we have the money. And immediately this peace, you know, like yesterday, guys, we were talking about peace even in the midst of a storm, we can have peace. That's what God's voice does, man. It just like brings clarity in the midst of confusion. And we had peace, even though it was like, we're like, this is a big move, but we knew that we knew that we knew that it was God. So the next day I gave my one month notice at work. We gave him one month notice at the place we were living. We even had some friends who were a new family. They had just gotten, she'd just gotten pregnant. And, um, and so we, they needed furniture. So we started giving our furniture away. <laughs> I kid you not. By the end of the day, my father-in-law calls Lauren and he goes, I had a relative. Apparently I was in, uh, uh, in a will for like whatever the profits of this home were. It had been on the market for years. It just sold. And I feel like I'm supposed to give you guys the money. And literally like all in one day, all that happened. And, like and it's crazy though this is the amazing thing about following god is it's not just about us which is a no duh but it becomes further cemented when you see your posture of faith displayed as you're waiting and continuing to hope and continuing continuing to spend that currency of heaven right and other people around you see that and you don't even have to say a word, but the effect of them seeing the fulfillment of that word, the fulfillment of that promise as you held to it, Amen. people around you, you don't even have to do anything, um, but point to point to him, you know? And so that's a, like another cool part of waiting on the Lord is it's not just about us. There are other people involved, whether we like it or not. And it's like, how are we going to respond to God's words to us? Are we going to respond in faith with hope, 
continuing to hold on it. Now it's important to have people like Shannon around you, Abby, to speak yes. with you. Absolutely. We can't be an island unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like how are we going to respond when God says, hey, I want you to do this. Hey, I want you to trust me. What are we going to do? And people around us are going to see that. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. I, I agree. I, as you're talking, I think, well, for myself, it's a transition in family. So it was, you know, like our story back in 2011 and how I came to Christ and then being baptized in the spirit in 2017. And my, my heart was that my entire family walks with Jesus and not that we didn't know him, not that we didn't love him to the point that we understood him, but the patterns of behavior and, uh, you know, different things that we could see happening with our children that maybe were passed down from generation to generation or things like that. And I remember two things were promised to me was one, my marriage would be closer than it ever has been. And my husband and I are best friends. Like we've been Mm -hmm. from the time we started dating to now we were best friends, but there was a moment in 2010 where literally our marriage was going to separate at that moment. And the commitment of January 1st, 2011. So 1111, that was when I just spoke it out. You know, I spoke it out. I want a Christian marriage. And it was like, God was like, yes, I can, I can work with that, which I think I've said that on here before. Like I can work with that. Uh And from 2011 to 2023 to watch how God has helped us in each transition. It'd be like one moves fast and then the other one's really, and the one that's fast is going, when, when, uh-huh. when, and heart yeah. posture. You know, I can look at like, you know, a time frame of, you know, things happening the same every year, but then in each year it got smaller and smaller. So like between my husband and I in one year, we had a fight. We didn't talk for four months, you know, it just, it didn't. Wow. Then the following year we had a fight, same month. It would be the same month that we would have this fight have a fight, not talk for six weeks. The fight, And that year I cried in the shower and I was like, Lord, are we doing this again? And he said, wow. are you doing this again? Ooh. And I was like, ooh, to write, so we started this conversation about heart posture. <laughs> Man, you want to talk about a check in your spirit? No and then, kidding. Right? And so I was like, oh, mirror moment. I need to check my heart. I'm wanting, you know, I'm wanting Burger King, right? Have it your way go through the drive through quickly. I want my marriage fixed. I want our communication fixed. I want, I want, I want, I want, right? It's like Burger King, have it your way. But <laughs> it is really, we say that all the time at the table. I'm like, listen, this is not Burger King, have it your way. There's a time frame that we have to go yeah. Because like you said, each person has that process or each person has to learn something. And so, you know, here we are years later, the following year, we had a fight. It lasted two, two weeks. You know, now we don't, we don't. We recognize the fight. We're like, yeah, we're not going there. And we continue yeah. to talk. And it, we have this a beautiful relationship where we're understanding what that, that push and pull is. And then the second yeah. thing that I was praying for for a very long time was my son. There was just, there was so much that was going on with my son, so much that affected our entire family. And God was so faithful to love me through this process as a mom, where you want to hover mother, you want to overprotect, you want to do these things. You don't realize Very on brand. Yes. For being a mom. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you're actually enabling. And so mm. I, had, I mean, the praise report is, you know, he was a son that was going and I knew it. I knew God put it in my spirit. You're going to have to pray for him in the spirit. You're going to wow. have to 
right for him. And so I did too tight. I had sticky fingers and I wanted to like control everything. But in, in the long, long story short, from 2018, when God started to give me words about my son to really understand to now, like he went through that prodigal phase and my prodigal's home. Come on. Right? So this is like, just came home, just came home like four, three weeks ago, four weeks Dude. ago. Um, I am home to stay. I am home to stay with the Lord. And so that was a very long, strong like process that as a mother that I needed to go through to trust yeah, wow. that God is there and his timing is sufficient. So those were, those were my, like, almost like Hannah, you know, like she's wanting a child. I mm-hmm. wanted my child to come home to the Lord. And so yeah. I'm putting him and the situation in front of that altar over and over and over again in God. But I literally had to say, he's yours in order yeah. for that. Wow, man. Is yours. This promise is yours. That's like, hard as a mom. Right. I think as a parent in general, I'm not one, but you know, I would imagine. It, it really is. And it honestly, in anything that we have, like a promise of financing, a promise of a new home, a promise, mm-hmm. you know, whatever God has promised you, you still, he gave it to you. But then there's this place where you want to help him work it. Take ownership of it. You want to take oh. ownership of it. And, and in that transition, you're not allowed to take ownership of it. So in transition, it constantly has to be given back. So you're wanting to open these side doors, right? The hallway, you're wanting to open the side doors and the doors all the way down at the other end. And he's like, why are you trying to shortcut it? I'm down here. Just trust me in each step that you have to take towards that doorknob. And I'll tell you when you can turn that doorknob Mm -hmm. or I'll open that door for you myself. The flood is gone. The waters have receded. Life Mm -hmm. is here. And I, boom, will open the door for you to come out of where you have been all of this time in the waiting. So that, um, those are the two things for me that I would, I mean, just to encourage other people as mom and as wife, these were things that I asked. I have, you know, other promises God has spoken to me, but those are the two I think she can, you know, kind of verify that I've walked like, through yeah, most like, intentional. Like my hard place, that was your hard place. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, but yeah. praise God, you're seeing the fruit of yours right now. That's, I'm so happy for you. Right? Seriously, I've seen the anguish. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And she see mine. But Mm -hmm. one thing God keeps bringing to me this week, especially in the last like five days, is the the scripture that says that he is the author and finisher of our faith. Yes. If he gave us the promise and he authored that and he started it in us, he's going to finish it. Come on. He's going to bring it through. And I think I had to remind myself of that. Yeah. Like it's going to look totally opposite and you can read through the Bible and you can read through all the stories and the testimonies of people in there where they receive a promise from God. And it looks completely opposite. Mm-hmm. And so if you can understand that and see mm-hmm. that it helps you to wait, it helps mm-hmm. you to posture in a good place. But really one thing you were saying earlier about like people around you, yeah. um, bringing like, can, like, um, other scenarios or maybe other thoughts, watch that you guys because they don't even know they're being used in that way sometimes and and think about how you feel after you engage with that person because i had instances where just a little bit of doubt would creep in from a situation or something someone said and it would send me off into a tailspin of confusion inside that it's not you'll have peace over God. Like God is not an author of confusion. It's clarity. And so if you start to feel yourself going into a tailspin of fear, doubt, worry, unbelief, like pay attention to the fruit of that. 
Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's another way to recognize the um, the warfare or the attack mm -hmm. and cast it aside. Mm -hmm. Mm. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Do you think that people can halt their, this is kind of a big conversation, I guess, but do you think people can halt their progress or, or God doing something because they can't get out of the way and like God got, do you think, do you think that's uh that's possible. Yep. <laughs> I 100% believe it. If I have to, if I use my son as an example, I, I went to an event and this beautiful woman who I had so much respect for, she ends up, I had known who she was like from a business that I was in. Well, she ended up right next to me during this event. And we were to just ask the Lord, you know, for a word of knowledge, like, what would you have to say to this person? And she's the one where I got the sticky fingers from. She goes, do you have a son? And I was like, I do. And she said, um, she goes, I see there's like super glue, like the Lord showing me super glue. And wow. she, she said, the Lord is saying to you, get your sticky hands off my son. And yeah. I was like, Oh, me word. <laughs> talk about like, it was one of those like, whew, mirror was in front of your face because you don't realize like how much you're gripping onto it. And yeah. I, I really believe that that was the pivotal moment. I wanted to control what God had said to me in 2018 about my son that in December of 2000, I mean, it was like March of 18, he started, or April of 18, he started talking to me about my son and the promises over his life or whatever. And here I was trying to make them come true. I had my hands on it, trying to push the issue, push the issue, you know, tweak it, turn it, working in things that you don't want to be working in. And then in December of 2019 was when I got that word from her. And that was a wow. And it was not an easy, again, transition. God opened something. He shined a light on something. But the transition went from 2019 all the way until now. You know, and so that transition of relearning how to be a mother, relearning how to communicate, relearning how to trust God, asking God every conversation that you're having with your child, go don't talk, don't give advice, don't speak anything. You have to like literally go, okay, what do you want me to say? What do you, and that's your mind. What do you want me mm. to say? I say, what is it? You say nothing. I'm like, I say nothing. What do you mean? I say nothing. Surely God's not asking me to say nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in, and that was that learning, oh. you know, learning in that, but I, I do love like that, that woman stepped out in faith and really trusted what God was saying to her to speak that to me, where it was just like a moment of one, oh, and that was peaceful. Mm -hmm. That was so much clarity for me that mm -hmm. I broke. It was encouragement. I broke because my, in my spirit, man, I knew 100% that was truth. Now, anybody, I did have people over the course of the year, he's never going to change. He's, this isn't going to be, he says this, but then he turns around and he does that. Mm -hmm. Promise. And so it kept going. And I'm like, I can't come into agreement with that. I have to stand and believe what God told me. And God told me he's coming home. He's coming right. home. And I have to prophesy that. I have to believe that. No matter what this transition period looks like, he had to grow as a son. And I needed to grow as a mother. And our communication needed to grow so that. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. block or push or a way to delay it any longer that we had to both come and both uh, learn and move in that season. 
So and that was a clarity thing. And you know what yeah. I love about your question and about her example, like the, is that Jeff, we can delay uh -huh. by being disobedient and not yield, yielding and trying to take control of things. Mm -hmm. But look at how good God was in that instance. She was getting in the way. He sent a word through somebody <laughs> to actually help her get in position. Yeah. So that you won't miss it. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So you mm -hmm. don't want to look at fear that you're going to miss what God has said. Right. But he will send those amazing encouragements and voices to get you in position so you're aligned and you don't miss it. And yeah. Abraham and like the promise, mm -hmm. the covenant promise was Isaac. Yep. You know, and they they took it in their own hands and tried to birth it on their own and had Ishmael, but God still gave them Isaac. Mm -hmm. He still did what he said he was going to do. They just made a little mess of things and detoured in the middle. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And, and I think too, like, I, I don't want people to get into the trap of I ruin things beyond repair when actually, especially when you're trying to follow the Lord and you're doing the best you can. And yeah, maybe your flesh is getting, maybe you got sticky fingers, right? Right. Um, we're not so powerful as to be able to derail what God is doing, especially if our heart's desire is to hear him. Yeah. Um, I think that that's important. And something that I always told people, you know, I worked a lot when I worked in YWAM, I worked a lot with recruiting and talking to students, young people who are thinking about missions, praying about missions and had so much anxiety about hearing God. Am I hearing God right? Am I hearing God right? And, and even when, um, even uh, typically like in like a discipleship training school, which is like six months, you know, um, three months of lecture phase, two to three months of outreach in a foreign country. A lot of times you're presented with multiple different outreach options. And so we present them and everyone gets, you know, goes off with the Lord, prays, seeks him. Is it India? Is it Thailand? Is it China? Is it Sudan? Is it blah, blah, blah. And Sometimes there would be a lot of anxiety on some people of like, oh, I want to hear God right. I want to hear God right. And I said, look, I was like, the fact that you are choosing to hear God right now moves him so much because there's a lot of other things that you could decide with your flesh to do right now. But you are choosing to come before the Lord and seek him over where he wants you to go. And I said, He's not going to be like, oh, Abby ruined it. She was supposed to go to Uganda and instead she went to such and such. You know, yeah. He's not looking at it like that. He's like, oh, man, I am so she's listening. She's hearing me. And what I found with God is if you are, of course, he's very, very gracious. Now, obviously, in the moment, he's gracious to steer you back. So in that moment, Shannon, when that that lady was like sticky fingers, I mean, maybe there was like a ooh, like gut punch a little bit. But in hindsight, it was a very gracious thing for God to do to come intercept your trajectory and go over here a little bit more, you know, like, let's just steer this this way, you know, um, and look at the fruit of that. Look at the fruit of that obedience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the heart posture. Like what you're saying is the heart posture. Like, again, uh, just to agree with you, like, don't get sidetracked of like, I've, I've messed it up. It's I messed right. it up. You can't that heart posture. He knows. I love Samuel 16, seven, because he says, I don't judge by man's outward appearance, but that which is in a man's heart. And that's how we started this interview was talking about that heart position moving forward into what God wants you to do. My heart was, Lord, I love you more than my son. 
And then God taught me, I love him more than you do. So if you love him and you know that I love him more than that, then we can do this together. And so I was just like, he's yours. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take out what you have for him. My relationship with you is not his relationship with you. And I have to lay that down. My expectation of that, I needed to lay down. So that expectation in the beginning was like this. I want it so bad. There was like a desperation. God did meet me at the desperation with that encouragement, you know, but then he knew she's going to lay him down. She loves me more than she loves anything else. So I'm going to meet her there. And it wasn't something that was easy to lay down. It just was. I, I mean, I just had to. I had to lay it down each time that it hurt, each time that I cried, each time that I was like, when? Amen. You know, when, Lord, when are you going to do this? You know, uh, crying on my bed, going, mm -hmm. God, he was just back home. Now he's back out. I don't get it. You know, going through those processes in that way was not easy, but it was something that I had to go through. But my heart in each one of those things was, I want what you want for him. I love you more than I love anything. So whatever that is, I lay my life down to follow whatever it is you want to do. And that's it. And so that's yeah. that surrender over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I, not that I was, you know, I failed sometimes. I really did. Sure. I really did. Yeah. My heart was in the right position. Yeah, man. Well, and even when it comes to loved ones, it can be really hard to let them make mistakes mm -hmm. um, because you love them, especially if it's a mistake that you've made yourself and you're like, don't do it. Trust me. And they're like, okay, I hear you, but I really want to go do this thing. And you're like, okay, but now I'm going to cuff you to the chair and mm -hmm. now you're never going to leave. You know, like that's what you want to do. Cause you're like, you'll thank me later, you know? And then, I, and then what it can do is push people away as a result of, you know, which is the exact opposite. You know, it's kind of like coaxing, coaxing a scared cat sometimes yeah. where you're like, cat's so cute. You know, it's going to love sitting on your lap. You just know it, mm -hmm. but it, it won't let you come near it. And you don't want it to like run away and hide. You know, that's what it can feel sometimes with people in our lives that maybe aren't in right standing with the Lord. Um, like there's a couple of people that God has had me write recently who I've been friends with for a while, but they've fallen away from the Lord. and there's very specific things and obviously you can, there's a hope of what happens when you see it, but also ex allowing for their free will yes. to, to come into play where they may not respond to it right away, but yeah. you know that whatever it is, especially if it's, if it's breathed from the spirit is going to penetrate to the deepest places of their hearts. Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately be watered and ultimately yield a harvest of salvation. Yeah. It's the hardest too um to watch someone have to come to the end of themselves. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> I had to and it took a lot for that yeah. to happen. But that person just hasn't come to the end of themselves yet. So you just have to keep praying, you know, and that's I think that's hard. And yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well and you don't want to mess up with their transition, right? So when you come in, if they're in a place of transition, like, so if I'm seeing one thing and it doesn't look how I think it should look, but God knows what's happening. And then I try to fix it. I've stepped into that hallway and I've opened up the wrong door for them to try to walk through. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's oh, yeah. like in responsibility for that is like, don't, 
don't step in, allow God to do it because not only are you in a transition, are you in this phase of changing where one thing needs to end and another thing needs to begin. If you try to step in, you're, you're messing with somebody else's place where they're coming from a place and God wants to take them into this place right now. And you've stepped in and it's like, whoop. and like you said, you don't want to push them away. So you opened up the wrong door. Now they're like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out here when the door was on the other side of you for them to pass. Oh man. Oh, that's a word. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holy Doors Spirit. on the other side of you. Mm -hmm. Get out the way. Dudes and dudettes. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all oh the time. I, this, I don't know. I don't even know who's saying the song. It was like, move, get, get out, out the way. way, get out the way. Like I'll say that. Like, if like oh, <laughs> you're, you're stopping people. Move. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. We do say that. Oh um, man. Yeah. yeah. Into like uh, uh, back to like God's the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. If you think about anything we're waiting on, it's because we've sought God's heart and he's given us some, like his desire, like a piece of our, of our, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, oh, yes. mm -hmm. a piece of our future. Right. Yeah. And so we've gotten that promise, but it's his heart for us. Mm -hmm. And we've like lit up and it's like, oh my goodness, this is the desire of my heart because the desire of my heart became his heart. And so you have to think about like, he's the one that gave it to you. He yeah. wants more than you do. Like he designed it and he yeah. planned it before you were even born. So you don't mm -hmm. think he wants to give it to you or like bring you into that thing. So I think these are truths and yeah. these are ways that I talk my, I'm an outward processor. She knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Guilty as charged. Yes. <laughs> I have to talk myself through this sometimes mm -hmm. to yeah. say these things out loud to remind myself of the truth. And, and that is something I don't know, for me, that's helped me in the waiting season. So many times when I've started to get stuck or feel like I'm sliding off course because I'm discouraged or in a, um, a disappointed state, you know, hope deferred. Yeah. In the heart sick. And um, that's really what's kept me grounded. I mean, even my mom, she probably gets tired, but I call her and I'm like, mom, you got to talk through this with me to remind me yeah. of these, you know what I mean? Like, that's just. That's what helps me to remember the word and remember his nature, his character, and why you even want the promise in the first place. Because yep. he gave mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I'm glad that we you actually ventured into this because this was going to be the next thing I was going to bring up is some things to help while you're in that waiting season. And and for me, it's it it's not it sometimes it doesn't always make sense, you know. Um, uh, like it, sometimes it's like as absurd as like being freezing cold. And God's like, if you want to get warm, jump in the icy water. And I'm like, no, man, like, <laughs> it's like that's, the last, that's the last thing I want to do, you know, yeah. but uh, sometimes even for me, it's been like, while I am an outward processor, forcing myself to declare out loud yes. his promises. Come on. That's a big one because that sound that releases like, and I'm not talking like, mm, 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 mm. like sometimes yeah. I'm like driving and I've said this before on the show, but I'll be like, no. And then I'll just start like very passionately and people in the car are like, what is that dude's problem? Road rage, you know, like, <laughs> but yeah. Well Remember, it says in the scripture, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think about that too. And sometimes God won't allow anyone else around you to see it but you because 
it, like there's, this is cliche, but have you ever seen where they're like, God, when he called you, like I'm using this example, yeah. but like even the promise of God, but the, it, there's like a meme or something that says when God called you, it wasn't a conference call. So like not everyone's going to understand like what it is that you're being called to. Yeah. I would say the same thing for a promise. Like yeah. only you intimately know in the depths of you, what he's spoken, what he's revealed to you, how he speaks to you. And how he's confirmed it in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit. And other people are not going to understand that level of knowing. So mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not, you know, you might feel alone in it at some points because it wasn't meant to be birthed with mm -hmm. everybody's approval or everyone's understanding. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, think about Jesus when he went to the cross. Everyone left him. Mary was there, John the Beloved, but everyone else was gone. Like he was birthing the promise of going to the cross, but not a lot of people were in the delivery room. Do you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. People. Yeah, that's why I, I think okay, so that's an important thing because sometimes, a lot of times when we're walking out something, it's going to be, um, it's going to be an intimate group of people around you, right? So if you think of a birthing thing, you don't have every single, maybe there's some people that do this, but it's very, definitely a minority. Every single person in your entire family in the delivery room with you while you're giving birth to a baby. No, that doesn't happen on the delivery side, right? Because you know, they put the little sheet over, you know, it'd be like that, you know, it's like, it's a very intimate thing. Um, and so, I think where I really fell, I definitely fell prey to this. And so let this be a warning to other, other people. Um, don't get caught up in everybody understanding a, a promise that you're holding to or everybody being on your side with it. Now, it's important to know that what God is asking you to do is in fact what God is asking you to do and that it's not pride. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, but I think that's also important too, is just like, don't expect everyone to understand, especially as you're in that season of waiting, don't expect everyone to understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I have another thought too about waiting and the process and what he makes us actually walk through. Mm -hmm. Although uncomfortable, think about it. You, The ministry of what God has for you, like you, it comes from what you're walking through. So, you know, we hate it and it's painful, but God's actually giving us even more ways that his glory is revealed. The people around us are seeing who he is. They're going deeper in faith, deeper in understanding. It's, it's like you're allowing him to use your life for his glory. I know we talked about this on the show before as a monument of his glory. Like yeah, huh? you know, all of this is created and designed for people, for Jesus to be revealed. Yep. And like you said, the promise isn't just for yourself. It's for everyone around you mm -hmm. that are all part of watching God do this thing, you know, right. that only you can do. And, and it's just cool because it becomes a ministry because you're going to speak from that place. People are going to understand, okay, you've been waiting on your husband. Explain to me how you could wait, how you weren't taking this option, that option. And you were so focused in the wait. Like, you know what I mean? It's a whole ministry of, of, um, that God's giving me on, helping singles yep. to actually wait on God and not yeah. take it into their own hands and date around, do all this stuff. You know, so I see a ministry that's going to blossom out of it, yep. but it's totally. like, 
you know what I'm saying? So you have such a ministry of, of marriage and of, of praying for a child. Like, you know, there's so much that you can share and, and people will glean from that to help themselves and be encouraged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Shannon, like, are there any things that you would say? To, like, you can even just talk about yourself and, and ways that have helped helped you when you've been in a season of waiting. Are there things that help you? Yeah, honestly, um, I am a worshiper, so I sing a lot. As a, as a child, I would lift weights. I would sing and I would dance, you know, and I didn't realize that as a child, I didn't understand the importance of that. I just did it because I thought I was relieving stress, <laughs> you know, type of thing. But honestly, it's, it is worship and, and praise and many things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just talking it out. Like you were saying earlier, like voicing it out. I remember one point at one point, because of the ministry that God has called us into, I um, go through a lot of warfare. And I remember being on the porch one day. I love, 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 love John 14 and John 15. I just love the intimacy that it shows and the connection that you have with Jesus and the part where he's like, you know, um, you're no longer a servant. Like when you're with the Lord and you know him intimately, you're no longer a servant with him, but you're his friend. And I remember being out on the front porch. I was just tired of feeling the warfare. And I'm like, you know, Lord, this is every day. Like as a worshiper, I feel like the atmosphere and, you know, something's off or um, I don't know, it feels heavy or I feel a headache coming on or something. I'm like, God, this was not there 30 seconds ago. Like what is going on? Uh-huh. So I would gotten to this place where I was just like, ah, oh, I need to understand this. And I remember going out on the front porch and I was praying Psalm 91 over myself and playing it. I had music going and I remember looking up and saying, Jesus Your scripture says that I am no longer your servant, but I'm your friend. And I'm asking in your name not to feel this. I'm asking. And boom, it lifted. But I had to pray back to him what he spoke. I didn't pray anything new. I didn't pray my will. I prayed what he spoke. These are his words. The promises are his words. Uh-huh. So bring them back to him, even when you're frustrated, mm-hmm. walking my property, right? Praying for my son, walking my property going, no, he belongs to you. And I would just decree and declare the promises that God would speak over him and standing in that place of no enemy, you can't have it. Lord, I'm with you and this is what I'm doing. And dang it, I'm going to prophesy your promises with that. It was um, with like walking that and praying all of these things, praying the promises, prophesying them. That was a song that I actually, in the beginning of my walk, God took me to. So it was a reminder to always prophesy the promises, sing them, talk them, dance them, prophesy them, um, staying in that place. Those are the places that have held me. No, you said, and I believe what you said, you are not a man that you shall lie. Mm-hmm. So if, if you weren't going to have it happen, you wouldn't have said it to me in the first place. So I know that you're telling me the truth. So I'm just going to prophesy your promise. And so that's what I do. I'll prophesy his word. I prophesy the words he's spoken over me. I will sing these things out loud to him. A song, Lord, what song do you need me to sing? Boom. And he'll bring a song to my head and I'll just sing it at the top of my lungs with him to just release that out in that transition place yeah. of 
in him for yeah. that to come to pass. Those so are things. Sometimes I throw a three-year-old tantrum and then I have to <laughs> say, God, my humanness just needed to get that out to you. This is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I repent. I'm very sorry, but I just needed to release it. Yeah. <laughs> like I know uh-huh. it's my flesh and not like in misunderstanding. And like God just keeps giving me that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Don't lean on your own understanding. Like trust me. It's not going to make sense in your human mind because my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So even in your human frustration, release it to me, not to anyone else. And, you know, let's just, let's clear that, you know, out of your heart. And that's where I go. And then I'm just like, good. And I just worship the Lord again, you know, like, Uh but sometimes you have to release it because you will get in a place if you hold it in. Yeah. Well, and I think too, um, like for me, another thing that has really helped me is creativity, uh, doing creative things. And that can be a myriad of, of things, but, um, that also helps me to kind of channel whatever I'm, it really helped me focus whatever it is that it's like, sometimes I have a tendency, I call it dumping out the whole box of Legos. You know, it's like, you're looking for one thing and you go, and you dump the whole thing out. And for me, it's a way of taking that that may happen and focus it into processing with the Lord and by taking the Legos and physically building something with them, you know, the proverbial Legos. I don't play with Legos, but if I did, I would admit it. Um, So, um, yeah, I think that's another thing that really helps me, too. And that's something that God has really had me, especially in this season, practice what I've preached, you know, uh, tail end of last year. God had me give a release a word here talking about um, um, God said, meet me in the creativity. And it's this invitation from people to, to, to maybe people who are not even conventionally who call themselves creative. God is calling them into that, you know? And so I've been, God has had me really, <laughs> there have been times when I just flat out did not want to be creative. Uh, and I was like, man, come on. So, um, yeah, that's actually really helped me too. So don't forget everybody. Those of you might be remembering that I said that go be creative. Go do something well, creative. that's a good point. You know, the waiting season isn't just a time to sit around. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to Vicky about this Vicky in the chat. What up Vicky? Hey Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi Vicky. Um, but the waiting season, you know, I, I'm trying to shift my perspective. The Lord's really been trying to help me in this it's not a wasted time. It's actually a gift mm-hmm. because there's been so much like, for instance, like with my example, with my life, what I was talking earlier, that he's done to establish me mm-hmm. where my devotion and my love has been completely focused on the Lord mm-hmm. and all that he wants me to do. And in that, in being close to him and flowing in his love and his heart, there's been such a burst of creativity that has come forth and so many opportunities to share it and to use it. And that's been incredible. And so in all this, I've been able to discover talents, gifts, and abilities I didn't even know about myself and use them for the glory of God and for his kingdom. And so that I think has been so rewarding and such a blessing for me in this time. So I'm not sitting around like pining away like, oh, when's my husband coming? Like, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, it'd be great. Maybe this Christmas. Nope. Don't set an expectation, you know, uh-huh. but like, don't, you, but, don't you think a Christmas, don't you think a Christmas, uh, you know, would be great. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what I do. I barter with the Lord in ways, yeah. but I'm like, I'm sorry. It's your timing. Yep. You know, it's just funny. I mean, about it now. In all, in all seriousness, sometimes it's like it's legitly real. Yeah. Um, but but for real, I've been telling my friends, like in the, the girls in the ministry, like it's just been so awesome to see how much God has used. I mean, with acting, writing, mm-hmm. um, sewing, yes. like music, like there's just yeah. been, you know, right, like just so much that I'm like, yes. what is going on? Mm-hmm. You've been quite the Renaissance woman, Abby. <laughs> I never thought it would be though. That's yeah. what's so funny. I just like, mm-hmm. God is so fun. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. creativity just keeps flowing. So I'm like, all right, God, what's next? What are you going to surprise me right. with? And she's flowing in it too. <laughs> Writing, yeah, God is with acting. Writing. Are you acting, Shannon? Am I acting? Not, no, not yet, but I have been invited. You have awesome. She, she still hasn't taken me up on it. I haven't yet. Oh no, timing. Right. timing. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I don't, if, if is there anything else you guys have in your heart to share? Because I want you guys to be able to pray for people. I've been, I have been reading the chat. Everybody, I love you guys. I think you guys are awesome. I don't always. Sometimes we're like so deep in conversation and I see something really good, but I can't stop the conversation to like address something in the live chat, but I do read the live chat. So yes. I just wanted to say hi to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I feel so, like on the- everything that I wanted to share. Yeah, I think awesome. so too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I would love for you guys to pray. Uh, you know, we talked about a lot of different stuff. <laughs> One thing I did want to point out, Shannon, is you sharing about your marriage and also child believing that God is going to fulfill his word and his purposes in both those things really is going to minister to a lot of people who are, um, uh, that, that are really going through rough marital things. And I think that you actually gave some people some really good advice in terms of standing Mm -hmm. on God's promises in terms of your your kids, but also your your spouse. So yeah, I wanted to point that out really quick too because that's great. It's something I we well, of course, it comes to me a lot too. I it will just mm-hmm. be like I don't know, somebody off the street, and I'll start talking about their marriage. And I'm like, okay, let me let me encourage you. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it it is yeah, it's huge. But marriage, um, just really quick, is just one of we think about family. Adam and Eve were the first. And, you know, there was a, did God really say, which could have caused the very first fight that they ever had, you know, and, and to see how that would try to divide. So in marriage, the goal for the enemy is to divide you. If you divide, you do not multiply. You do not multiply spiritually. You do not multiply physically. And so that's going to be one of the number one hits. And so I just love to encourage people in marriage to um, really pray together, you know, and even if you're Mm. the one that God calls forward, my husband, if he were on here, he would tell you it was because of her faith and what she did to go forward, even when we weren't ready, that brought us along. So it only Mm. takes one to really love Jesus and move forward. Mm. Yeah. Come on. Well, and sometimes that also switches too, where like Mm -hmm. there, there have been seasons Lauren and I've gone through where I, you know, it's, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But then there's sometimes where it's like one person is mm-hmm. struggling, you know, where you're going through something and, and Lauren and I both have been in those seasons where we feel like one person is maybe shouldering more than the other person, but that's, we're in it together. And there's a recognition of like, no matter what we move forward, you know? 
Amen. Um, and having grace on one another, one another in those seasons. So, Amen. so good. Such good yeah. stuff. All right. I would love for you guys to pray for the people, the amazing people. Yeah. Let me go first. Sure. All right. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. Lord, I just thank you for what was on your heart today mm -hmm. and that is in the spirit right now on the hearts and minds of so many of your beloved that you're taking through this process. Lord, we know that there are seasonal words and seasonal um, you know, processes and, and things for people, but it seems that a lot of people are going through this transition place. And so I pray, Lord, that everyone who's supposed to hear this message, that it reaches them, Lord, that it's just a breath of fresh air and encouragement, Lord, that there's revelation truth that just lights up their hearts and stirs them up in faith, Lord Jesus, that they can go deeper in reliance and just dependence on you, that they would just cast off all their own understanding and they just be, would be reminded that you are the author and finisher of our faith. And if you said it, you will do it and that ends it. And so Lord, I pray that there would just be a peace and just a strength, a strength on everyone watching this that is in that transition process to know that they know that you have them and you're just walking them through that door, even if they don't understand it. And Lord, I also just want to pray and just release creativity over yeah. everyone watching, Lord, because creativity mm -hmm. comes from you, Lord, you are the ultimate, you are the creator. And so if we are in you, Lord, we are made to create. And so Lord, I pray that any gifting, talent, ability, anything that, that you have for the people watching this, that you would just um, bring it forth. Just touch them, Lord. Give them ideas. Give them fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. Just give them, um, open up those talents and those gifts and the abilities so that they can use them in this place. And Lord, for your glory and for your kingdom. And I just ask all this in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Father God, I just bless you and I praise you and I thank you for those who are watching and those who will watch. Father God, I thank you and just align with my sister in the words of those just to reach down deep into their hearts, deep into the belly, that they know what they know, what they know, that this is a word that they need to hear in this season. Father God, for those who are in transition, I just pray, Father God, a prophetic shovel given to them in their hand to dig deep, mm. keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. You're on the precipice of the door. Keep digging, yeah. seeking the father, keep going to the throne, keep reaching for the hem of his garment. Just keep pushing, keep going. The Lord is just saying to you, don't give up. I'm on the other side. Do not give up. I'm on the other side. I have never left you. I have never forsaken you. I am right here. If I have said it, it is so, and you will move into the things that I have called forth in the promises in which I have spoken over you. This is what the Lord is saying to you. I thank you, Father God, for your words over them. I thank you, Father God. And I just speak to the married right now. Mm -hmm. I speak to those who are in marriages, those who there may be one partner right now who is seeking you with all of their heart. I bless you, Lord. And I just pray tenacity and diligence over them, Lord Jesus, that they will just continuously seek you in the secret place, that they will stay at your feet because at your feet is where it is most important to be, that they need to be like a Mary, Father God, not busy, not anywhere else, but at your feet so that they can hear your instruction, hear your teaching, hearing the way that they need to walk in it now, Lord, in this season. And I thank you, Lord, that they just don't give up no matter what it looks like. 
I thank you, Father God. There were times in my marriage where I just wasn't sure. Are we going to be seeing the same thing at the same time? Well, Lord, you made a promise and it was so. And we do see things at the same time, Lord God. And now we have a strong marriage. So I just prophesy that over people right now that your marriages will be strong marriages, that communication will be clear. I just, in the, in the spirit, I just prophetically tear down the tower of Babel of communication, that there are not miscommunications, but that through respect and through love, husband and wife will hear one another, will come to one another, will cry with one another, will pray with one another, will read the word with one another, will dive into Jesus with one another. I thank you, Father God, that we just we just cast the devil out. Did God really say? Yes, God did really say, and my marriage will be healthy. My marriage will succeed. My marriage will serve the kingdom of God. And for every parent out there that is praying for your prodigal, mm -hmm. I prophesy that prodigals are coming home. Thank I know you, that it is in the spirit, but I thank you, Lord, mm -hmm. that I am able to to prophesy this, I am able to speak this as a testimony of your goodness, Father God, that as you came to me to teach me how to be a parent through the kingdom of God, my son is home. And I prophesy that sons and daughters will come home, not just because you want them to come home, Father God, but because the, your beloved, who you are calling into this right now, are willing to be obedient and surrender to their change mm -hmm. and that their change will help bring their prodigal home. Mm -hmm. Their change and the way that they seek you and the way that they pray with you, that is what helps to bring the prodigals into that hallway, into the door that you want the prodigal to walk through, Father God. So I just thank you, Lord, and I speak to the hearts. I speak healing over hearts and minds of when, Lord, I don't understand, Lord. My heart is broken, Lord. Father, you are the ultimate ultimate mind changer and heart shifter. Yes, you, Lord Jesus, are the heart mender. You're the one with the needle and the thread that every place that the heart is broken, you are pulling back together with your blood. Your blood is the thread that is pulling that back together. And so I just thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing for parents in this season, grandparents in this season, aunts and uncles that are raising their sisters or brothers, children, Father God. I just prophesy that right now and just thank you for what you are doing. And I thank you, Lord, that as we are in these hallways, as we are in these moments of transition, I thank you that we aren't standing still, that we are moving, even if it's one inch at a time. We are still moving forward in what your plans and purposes are for us. We are walking out of the slavery of the old season and into the freedom of the new. And so I just bless you, Lord. I praise you and I thank you. And I lift this all to you in the mightiest name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Boom. That was so good, you guys. Um, how can people follow you guys? You got your whole the rise and set ministries.com. But how can people follow you personally? All that yeah. good stuff. So yeah, you can follow my personal um, Facebook page, Instagram, mm -hmm. Ada Plaga. And then I have Ambitious Abby mm -hmm. children's series. So you can find that on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yes. 
and then Rise and Set Ministries on Facebook. Um, we are becoming more active. We've kind of been one of those ministries that's been um, kind of behind closed doors, and now we're just beginning to open up. Um, but Rise and Set Ministries on Facebook, of course, on uh, you know dot com, and then um, my personal uh, Facebook page. I don't. You can find me. It's Shannon Ringer Dombrowski, but I don't always open it up to the public. That's something that I think God is transitioning me into. Oh. That I do have, I do have some things in the works that um, that God will release at the right time, um, and you'll be able to follow me, get a hold of me um, in those areas as well. And you'll also find me on Instagram as well as um, Shandy seventeen seventeen. Right on, right on. Uh, really quick in the live chat, James O'Brien, uh, Hades. You're referring to Hades uh, in Greek. The Bible says sinners go to hell, but it's translated Hades. It's because the Bible is written, New Testament is written in Greek. Greek mm -hmm. for hell is Hades. So yes, Hades is technically a underworld place, but they're also using Greek. So that's actually the correct translation of the word. So just want to let you know, you can also look that up yourself. It's important to look things up for yourself and not just listen to things coming out of my pie hole. So mm -hmm. look it up yourself. Uh, but that is also the translation. So wanted to answer that because there was a couple of people you know, throwing that around. So anyways, you guys, thank you so much. This was so, you guys are amazing. I just think you guys are great. So fun talking to you. Thanks having us. It's for so having fun us. talking to you. Absolutely. We'll do it again because yes. it's so fun. That's how it's going to be. Um, everybody have a blessed Tuesday. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Kelsey O'Malley back. That's what I'm talking about. We got the Kelsa, Kelsmeister. I don't know. I just made that up on the fly. I regret <laughs> it. I'm sorry. Kelsey O'Malley. She's back. So that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you donate. That's how you can get on the double whammy, you guys. You know what I'm talking about? You donate to ElijahStreams slash ElijahFire through ElijahStreams.com slash donate. But the one-two punch is you support this, but you also support the amazing water well efforts we're doing. If you need a refresher, go back, rewind to the beginning and watch that little the slideshow. It's amazing. Amazing stuff because of you guys' donations. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Kelsey O'Malley. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.